When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on? It's July 1st, Jake. It's a new month. It's a new day. It's a new week. It's John Boy and Jake Radio. We're going to talk about some sports, some NBA free agency, some weird uh, some weird stories. We got Carrie Underwood's story coming up. Does that make you excited? Sure, sure doesn't. Wow, wow, Jake hates Carrie Underwood. That's not what I said. Seems like it. How you doing? I'm good, man. That's a great song. And probably the best song that we've had on JJR. Um, Ever? Uh, 100, 170 so episodes. Where are we at? Um, like 168, I think. Yeah. Um, that's that's a great tune. That used to be uh, again our our high school soccer team was a little weird. The uh, the core leadership group on that team was an was an odd bunch of high school boys. Um, and this was one of our warm up songs. This was <laughs> <laughs> that's living a, in America. <laughs> that's a weird warm up song for high school living soccer. Living in America. Um, God sent me an angel from the heavens above. Um, I, I forget what song that is, but that was a really weird get hyped song. Um, but yeah, that's that's a good track. That brings me back. I'm I'm on the bus. Me and me and me and Bean Dip getting weird, getting ready to lose a soccer game. Well, we're doing America Week. Obviously, it's July Fourth. Is on Thursday. Right. Do you have any plans for July Fourth? Not really. Uh, Jess's my girlfriend's. A uh, brother is coming to town with his girlfriend. Um, not sure how many days or whatever. I, I think they're, it's kind of a visit, but they also want to do their own thing. I'm not really sure. Um, they're going to a concert Wednesday night. Um, and I was like, and Jess was like, yeah, you're coming. And then I, was, I looked at the Yankee schedule and it's the end of the series with the Mets. So I was like, no, I'm not. Out. And she was half mad, and she wasn't actually mad. And then, uh, so there's there's that. And then, I mean, Yanks play on the Fourth of July, so I'm 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 hanging out. Our our building has a nice little, or they had a nice little soiree last year. I, I assume they're doing the same, so I'll probably poke my head down there a little bit. But otherwise, you're uh you're looking at it, sweetheart. What do you uh what do you got going on? Probably like family stuff. Are we are we yeah. we're probably not going to record. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Should we? Because the Yankees play. Well, is anyone going to listen to a July 4th episode? That's the thing. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I I wouldn't. But the Yankees play at five. So it's like I'm going to be working anyway. But if we don't record, I guess I can work around the game. 
So yeah, maybe we'll take they'll Close take that off for John Boy Jake Radio. Yeah. Yeah. Luke, do we have any plans? We're taking this big family picture at some someday. There you go. Sounds like family will be around then. Oh, there'll be like fifty people here. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be huge. Huge That's day. what the people wanted to hear. But uh yeah, that's yeah. That's like our big week here. My younger sister's in town now, Courtney, my older sister comes soon. So that's exciting. How was your Friday? Are you going to be able to remember it at all? Friday. Holy smokes. Before the London set, um, off day. Oh, my God. Um, wait, was that Friday? I'm mixing up my days now. Um, so the Yankees played London Saturday, Sunday. Friday. Did, did we do date night Friday? Yeah. Yeah. Um yes, we did. Okay. Yeah, Friday. <laughs> we went to the movies. Okay. Saw the critically acclaimed film Secret Life of Pets 2. Had a little of Denver's Medicine. Is that did you really see Secret Life of Pets 2? Yeah. That's that's confirmed. Um yeah, we uh, did we grab dinner before? Did we eat dinner here? Um, I don't know. We uh, we we wanted a quiet, just date night together. We we hadn't haven't been spending a lot of time together, so we saw um, silly movie that was like the movie when we first got Noodle the Doodle. Secret Life of Pets just came out, and um, like sometimes you got to distract the dog. You got to put something on the TV screen, and that was like our go-to. And he'd get locked into it because it's a bunch of cartoon animals. Um, so we had seen it a, t- a bunch of times. So you have to see the follow-up. I got to know how it ends. Um, and yeah, I mean it's it's what you'd expect. It's a it's a cartoon movie that's your classic cartoon. You're supposed to bring the kids, and it's supposed to make them laugh. But they've got a lot of jokes in there for for the adults too. So. Go would would recommend go see it. Um, six point six. Whoa, <clears throat> whoa! That's like might be your highest day. Not ever, not even close. But no last day. no last week. Oh yeah, for sure. Friday? You kidding me? Spend spend time with your loved ones. That's the goal. Yeah, wow. I don't remember a single thing. We didn't do this. We didn't do right. like much work. So I'm just gonna go five. Wow, you spent time with Katie, man. Rude. I don't think I did. I thought that's the whole reason you built up Friday. I don't think we I don't think we did. I can't remember anything oh. about Friday. Damn. Luke, did we break. what did we do on Friday? Do you remember? He can't remember anything. Oh, I went to the beach with Katie. Yeah. But for like two hours. And then okay. we played disc golf. Oh, yeah, I remember now. I'm going to bump it up to a six. There you go, bud. Wow. Give yourself a below average day. Spend time with your loved ones at the beach and disc golfing. I forgot about all that. Disc golf, was, I felt like I played good disc golf. The beach, I mean, I like spending time with Katie. We were in the water a lot. But the the beach, I need activities. Right, right, right. Can't just sit at the beach. You didn't, have, you didn't have game of games going on. No, but I played game of games yesterday. We played washers, and I was the champion. There was like 10 of us. You had eight throws. 
lowest got eliminated and we went down until there's only one left i was that one nice so, man. i'm the best ever yeah the chat's going off asking a bunch of questions we'll uh get to those during halftime i guess or, or at some point let's okay. go let's go into the sports though it's birthdays the sports are brought to you by jake Storielli. Jimmer, the chaos that is NBA free agency. So many moving parts, so much action. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll dive in a little bit in a minute. Brooklyn is your big winners. They win the Kevin Durant sweepstakes. Kyrie is coming as well, which would peg the Knicks as your losers when that was your plan all along and your crosstown r- rival team. Gets those players. So many moving parts. People are happy about the Jazz. We'll get there. U.S. women beat France, Jim. I forgot we we didn't record Friday. Um, that that game was Friday. Rapino, she's awesome. She has the two goals. She's got one of the coolest pictures pictures in American sports history that comes from it. Uh, very cool. Uh, Jim. PGA Tour news. Uh, Nate Lashley won this weekend's Rocket Mortgage Open. Incredible story. Incredible story. We'll talk about that. Um, You'll be sad, but you'll like that. And then MLB, well, A, the baseball is played for the first time ever in Europe, in London. Yankees, Red Sox. Yankees win both games. It's a homer festival. Not really. It was just a high-scoring festival. A lot of talk about the field. A lot of talk about the stands. It was an event, a festivus for the rest of us. And the most anticipated segment in JJR history with the Major League Baseball team all-star rosters officially announced. So much going on. There's a lot going on, man. They, uh, the, they, they uh, figured out how to, how to keep the summer wheel going nowadays. The Nets get KD and Kyrie, You're which is who the Knicks wanted. Pretty much. But they went to the Nets instead of the Knicks. The Knicks didn't even offer the Max. Is that what I heard? Yeah, so that was uh, that was deflating, and we we did record a talk in Knicks last night that was live, and you can the the two pieces of news that broke while we were live for talking Knicks was, um, that the Knicks didn't offer Durant the max, or or Dolan. They specifically said Dolan. Dolan wasn't willing to offer Durant the max, um, and the Julius Randle signing broke while we were on. So it was, it was kind of funny. We were pretty demoralized talking about what could options be. Um, and actually the topic that came up right before that Dolan news broke was, is James Dolan the worst owner in the NBA? Um, and then that news leaked out. And it, it I mean, for me, it was, a, a, you know, I, I don't get very spiritual, but that was the good Lord telling me, you know, it's it's not a discussion anymore. Um, it's uh, it's official. Uh, the Knicks did go out and they did some okay things. They've they've started signing a lot of uh, a, a lot of younger veterans. Um, they they signed 
Um, Julius Randle, which he he had a surprisingly good offensive year last year. Um, they signed like three power forwards, which is crazy because that's where Knox is supposed to be if he figures things out. He's still young enough to play small forward. Um, it, it just changes everything as a Knicks fan. Um, pretty just crazy action, though. I mean, D'Angelo Russell is now going to be going to Golden State, um, which means Iguodala's off that team, and he was a big part of their kind of dynasty. Uh, Jimmy Butler's going to go to the Heat. Horford is joining the Sixers, which was the Celtics' main rival. Kemba to the Celtics. They're, uh, it's, the NBA's got it figured out, man. Um, they, uh, they are going to own the news cycle for a week or so, and that's going to lead them into their like summer league basketball, and um, people will start talking about their young guys, and before you know it, they'll, they'll be into the season. So it's, uh, it's, it's wild how how the how the NBA does free agency and all the transactions that come with it. Yeah. So, are you happy with Randall? Um it's it's a shade of gray thing, right? It's uh, it's expectations. That, I know like I know work. like that, nothing about him. Is he good? So he's he's solid. He's solid. It's um he he put up empty stats on kind of a a floundering team last year. Um, he had a bad injury in his past. He had like 20, 21 and eight last year, something like that. So, I mean, he's, he's good. I mean, he's going to be the best player on the Knicks for sure. Um, it, it just, it, there, there was three ways to go with it. And it was bringing a couple stars and make the Knicks good again, which I don't know if we'll see in my lifetime. Um, and that clearly fell off with the whole Durant injury and everything that played out. So then it goes, okay, do we stay in full rebuild mode? Do we try to, like, take on a couple bad contracts and get some picks and try to load up the ship? Which, you know, that's a, that's a pretty good rebuilding strategy in the NBA. That's what the Nets did to get themselves positioned. The Knicks said they're not willing to do that. Um, okay, so they brought in some younger free agent mad pieces to kind of grow with their young players. And it's there's no long-term, long-term contracts. Um, even Randall is two years with an option. Um, and, and a lot of the other guys they signed are two years because next year's free agency class sucks. So there's no need to sign one-year guys. You might as well sign them for two. Um, so we'll see. I mean, in, in two years, we'll know what R.J. Barrett is looking like. We'll know what Kevin Knox is. We'll know what Mitchell Robinson is. We'll, we'll know if Frank's still around, uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, and, and if Julius Randle is deserving of being a guy that should be paid, paid. So we can find that out, too. So it's, um, it, it's just uh, one of my big words from last year was expectations. Um, and Jimmy, the other thing that's kind of a, a big caveat of this, which I, gets highly debated in Knicks land, is that the Porzingis trade was done thinking that the Knicks were going to be able to get two max free agents. Um, so when we evaluated that trade at the time, it was like, well, you know, the story of this trade is going to be told once we get what we do in free agency. And now that we've done free agency, it's a star league. It's better players rule. You can only have five guys on the court. And now we don't have Chris Dapps, Porzingis. And I, I, I don't know, I guess as a Knicks fan, would you rather have RJ Barrett, Knox and Chris Dapps? Or would you rather have kind of this mush mash of, of young guys we don't know about? I, I think if you're being honest, 
It's have Chris Stapps, and, and maybe you could have brought someone else. Maybe you could have brought one good guy into town to pair up with him. Maybe it's Julius Randle. Maybe it's not Julius Randle. Maybe, maybe Kemba would have been interested. Maybe who knows, but um, they're, they're salvaging the free agency, but, um, I mean, it's, it's about as Knicks as it gets. Yeah, what point do you say I'm going to start watching from afar and not be invested in this at all? I mean, that's part of the problem. I think Knicks fans, I, I don't think we've seen invested Knicks fans since the, uh, wh- whatever year it was with Jason Kidd and Steve Novak, that they were, they were fun. They, they finished mellow. They were second in the, they, they finished second in the East. That like one and a half year span was about the only time you could be a vested Knicks fan because it was fun basketball and they were winning. Outside of that, I mean, I, I didn't put my heart and soul into last year. How could I? But last you year you were talking about how, like, you think this year is going to be big, and now you're saying you think maybe not this year, but in a couple years, like, you know, we'll see how Knox and Barrett and, like, it could get better. And, like, when do you give up saying, like, hey, in a couple years it could get better? Oh, as a Knicks fan, you don't – you uh, I, I believed in, in Jim. I think the thing that's probably – not necessarily unfair to the Knicks front office is if Kevin Durant doesn't get hurt, I do think he's a Nick. I mean, that was the plan. The, these guys wanted to be in New York. That's why Kevin Durant, I mean, Kevin Durant now followed Kyrie. Basically Kevin Durant had a plan that I was going to go to the Knicks and I was going to, is that out, out there at York. all? Yeah. Yes. And he, he gets hurt. Now his kind of career and future is, is very muddled. And then Kyrie's like, well, it's, it's in New York. I'm kind of a Brooklyn weirdo anyways. They've got a good foundation and a good team. Let's punch it. And, and they're doing it. But that, that's out there that the Nick, he, the, that it changed when he got injured. Cause to me, it doesn't seem like that. It seems like they were going to go to the nets no matter what. No, uh, Kevin Durant was coming to the Knicks uh, before his injury. How do you know that? I, it's how the NBA operates, man. It's, it's all back circles and agents and conversations, and that's, that's why the Knicks did the Porzingis trade. That's, that's all of it. Um, that's, that's how the NBA operates. Yeah, as an outsider, it looks like the Knicks thought he was going to want to come there, but why would anyone want to come to the Knicks? And then they were he he never thought it, he was going to come here. But I don't know if that's like officially leaked or just Knicks fans being optimistic. No, I mean it's LeBron to the Lakers last year. It's um it's it's it was eerily similar to that. They they both kind of wanted to set up their lives after basketball. Um, Kevin Durant moved his business there. But um, but that the the Nets are also in New York, so that also applies to the Nets. Right, and that's why he ended up there. So you don't now. think that was ever the first plan? No, because okay. it's it's Brooklyn. It's like it's it's second rate. It's the Mets, Jim. It would be like I it, don't it think so. Be, I like it is. It is the Knicks are second rate to the Nets currently. Uh at at basketball, yes, but you yeah. you it's it's still it it's it's a little brother. Like I'm not I'm not playing the Mecca Trump card, but Jim, it's just. It it's different. It's it's Giants, Jets, it's Yankees, Mets, it's it's Knicks. I, Nets. I understand that, but like, if you want to be part of a team for the next two years, the Nets are in a much better shape than the Knicks. 
Uh, kind of. I mean, it, it, Jimmy, it set off a chain of reactions. Like, the Knicks would have traded their pick. The Knicks wouldn't have drafted R.J. Barrett. Um, it, it changed everything when Kevin Durant got hurt. Um, so it's, uh, it, it is what it is. Um, and I, I, hey, Nets fans, I, I know some Nets fans that are pretty hesitant. They, uh, the lame line I kept using was, well, A, Durant's out all of next year. They're not going to do anything next year. Can't, I mean, Kyrie joined a top-flight playoff team in Boston and essentially brought them down a notch. But these are the now two guys he, you wanted. I wanted I wanted Durant. I'm a D'Angelo Russell over Kyrie guy. Okay. Um, but I mean, yeah, Kyrie's really good. I'm these are these are not my opinions. This is what Nets. Some Nets fans like our Bobby Skinner that does Simple Man. He's obviously going to be over the top, and you should be. They invited the Fox into the chicken coop. Kyrie has now left his two last team in shambles. Um, Kevin Durant is coming off. He's going to be 32 when he's back. He's out for a season. And the Nets had kind of built this nice organization where they were looking for, you know, just another couple pieces to add to really do it. And now they're all in on this with Kyrie, who's got his own risk going on, and Kevin Durant, who's going to be out for a year and coming back off the, the toughest injury in basketball there is. I mean, you still take that chance as a basketball organization, but, I mean, if they can't make it work in that first year when Kevin Durant comes back, which we'll see where he's at physically and as a player – I mean, they could be in a tight spot because there's a chance Kyrie could be on kind of the downslope of his NBA career because he's a little guy that his body's been through a lot too already. So uh, the the Nets are taking on some risks. It's an exciting risk that the the Knicks would love to take on, but it's um, it's it's nothing's perfect. All right, Ke- Ke- Kevin Durant getting hurt in the NBA Finals is one of the most history changing moments in the NBA like there will be many books written about it yeah 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 I just don't see why any player ever would want to play for Dolan and the Knicks so like I can't like if you tell me that was originally any free agents plan I just can't believe it because yeah I mean Dolan Dolan's Dolan and I I I open this up with he's the worst opener owner in the NBA but I mean owner I mean they don't even want to call them owners anymore they want to call them governors owners owners are getting ignored well that's Jim, a whoever, historical thing who, whoever saves Kevin Durant's whole thing was changing his image and becoming a hero he was a snake and he was hated for years and he was just this quiet guy that liked playing basketball who happened to be seven feet tall and can shoot like very few people in NBA history. If he came to the Knicks and resurrected that, he would have went from Kevin Durant the snake to Kevin Durant the hero. And he kind of already got that by trying to play in the NBA finals. So he says, well, if my business is out there, Kyrie, what you doing, girl? All right, you're setting up in Brooklyn? Uh, fuck it, I'll run it. Yeah, all right. What about that conversation they had at the All-Star game? The NBA, this league, Jim, you're you're getting thrown into it. Well, yeah, I yeah, whatever. We'll move on. I mean, hours before that, Katie and Kawhi were supposed to link up. <laughs> it's just that's how the that's how the NBA Where's Kawhi going? Swirls. What? Do we get uh Kawhi news? 
Uh, no, he hasn't. He hasn't signed yet. He's. Uh, I mean, he's the big chip out there. There's a lot of rumors that he's going to go to the Lakers and team up with LeBron and Anthony Davis. The Kawhi thing, you'd actually love this, Jim. The the guys that I respect um, in the NBA reporting wise, they've said the Kawhi stuff free agency wise is something they've never seen. They said they can't even get. They can't even get. <laughs> They can't get rumors out of the guys that give bad rumors about Kawhi. They said there's just nothing. That's awesome. There's nothing. They said he could sign with any team tomorrow, and nobody has an inkling of a hint to it. Now, some some people are starting to come out today and saying that there's a heavy lean for the Lakers. But again, like it's a it's a shrug. Nice. Nice. Do you want to talk about the U- U.S. women's beating France on two two kicks? No, no, one kick. Oh no, no, no! Um, it was a free kick and then uh, just an easy goal at the end. Yeah, they uh, they they took down Frances, the game of the tournament. They they scored early. They've scored um, in the first which, eleven minutes like every time. Yeah, they they scored. I want to say this was like the six minute or something like that. That was pretty cool. And then yeah, man, that that Rapino picture. That's uh that's lifetime. That's a lifer. Um, and that was, I mean, she's becoming an icon on many levels because of her performance and uh, <laughs> for for dropping a uh, an an elbow drop on our president a little bit. But she's she's been incredible, um, such intensity and such skill. She's she's awesome. The U.S. women as a whole are awesome. Good Hulu commercials. Good Hulu commercials. Yeah, uh, Rapino's her front free kick was awesome. Yeah, she's um. I mean, she is she has a lot of the best moments in U.S. women's soccer history. She has that that uh, what was it, the game tying or the game winning goal? Uh, the the heroics in the the World Cup what was it four years ago or maybe it was the Olympics? But um, she's she she's all time. Someone posted my finished baseball breakdown mm. to our videos on Reddit, so it's like blowing up over there. And then I just saw all these CNN and all these other news stations are posting like finished baseball articles now. It's like, hey, butt out. I'm talking finished baseball. Yeah. Actually, we got this on wrap. Let's all talk finished baseball. Shit's weird. Big finished baseball, guys. Huge. I was trying to read some of the comments here and read it, but that's too much. The who, who good ones? The top comment is just. Fins, is this real? <laughs> Which it's a good question. And then they say, "Yeah, it's real." I didn't make. I didn't make up a sport. What? Do, what does that even mean? It's a video of the game. How could it not be real? That's uh, yeah. I think it's. A, I think it's a joke comment. Uh, no, never heard of this, and it's cool as hell. Is this real? Yeah. And then the, they all the answers are like, "Yeah, here's the explanations of the rule." I think they mean like, is this a real thing that all of Finland does, or just like one town doing it? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a serious question though. That's some weird baseball. It seems kind of fun. You know, you know what I couldn't leave into that breakdown that uh, they dive. It's like a dive first sport, Jake. And they dive like penguin dives, like they Superman hit every base, not like a head first dive in baseball. Like they fucking boom into their bases with their feet up in the air. It was pretty wild. 
like that. And that one field had a river in right field. You said this Nate Lashley story is interesting. Yeah, man. So guy that guy that won the the Rocket Mortgage Open this weekend, Nate Lashley, he ran away with it, um, which is cool. Uh, Jim, he was like a weekend qualifier. Like they have, they have like some local guys. Like you hear Tony Romo trying to make the U.S. Open. Like he, he, he was one of those guys, um, and he like didn't qualify. But I think a couple of the guys ahead of him like had to drop out. Like they couldn't do it. He was essentially the last guy invited in the tournament. Um, which hey, I mean that's a nice story there, sure. Um, Jim, this is where it kind of gets crazy, and I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I want to pre- prepare you and everyone listening for this. He, uh, you know, he was he was a good college golfer at Arizona. His his parents and his girlfriend came out to watch him play one weekend in college. Uh, they took a flight back, and the plane crashed. His his girlfriend and his parents both all died in the same plane crash. Um, you say a month ago? No, no, no. This was this was a while back. This is when he was in college, oh. um, and he's. Um, I'll, I'll see if I could get his age. Um, but this is a while back. Um, but he, uh, he basically gave up on golf. He's 36 now. Um, he was like selling real estate, um, just kind of playing golf as like a side thing still kind of gave up on the dream. And then he, uh, he qualified for this and he's, he's, he is the story. And I think the purse for this was like one, 1.25 mil or something like that. So he was, uh, he was crazy emotional, and anyone that knew the story was crazy emotional because it's, um, I mean, the uh, life. That's wild and sad. Yeah. But good for him. Just got his Q score and won. You want to move on to something more fun, the MLB All-Stars? I mean, it's the most anticipated thing in this show's history, Jim. <laughs> uh, I will say this. The first grouping of three, like the top three qualifiers. Yeah. That's what pissed me off. Right. They totally rigged the voting from there for the starters. Yeah. Um, who's, your, who's your source? My brain and common sense. Okay. Same with the KD thing. Yeah, but I have no bias here. Yeah, same. Well, you have all the bias in the world. No. Yeah. You have all the bias in the world. Baseball? Come on. Yeah, I'm not biased against Pete Alonzo. I don't fucking like him or the Mets. Yeah, I don't like KD. I don't really like the Knicks. <laughs> you love the Knicks. No. Um, oh, also, shout out to James Renkin and Mark Zuckerman for donating yes. and supporting. Appreciate it, guys. Rankin Zuck. Uh, I don't know if they had any messages. Love your bitch. Keep up the great work. Thanks. So anyway, the the top three they left up to the people, the human beings, right. the fans, and the top three results were awful. They were so stupid. Then they've narrowed it down to just one starter, and they didn't really get any of those wrong out of the three choices. So I think there's no way that that was left to the people. This is when you leave things to the people, they are stupid. Um, it's not what happened in Batman in the boat scene, Jim. I don't know that, but anyway. Who, do you want to go down the list? Do you have it in front of you? I do. I mean, should we? So we'll let, let's do the American League. Your starters: Gary Sanchez, Carlos Santana, DJ LeMahieu, Alex Bregman, 
Jorge Polanco, Mike Trout, George Springer, Michael Brantley, and Hunter Pence, your DH. Yeah. I don't really have any issues there. Yeah, they they did all right. I think um uh, I think yeah, I I I think that's fine. I mean, Hunter Pence is a great story. I know Springer missed some games, but he tore it up. But no, they they did pretty well. Um Hunter Pence is I mean, he got hurt. I think he's been on the DL for the last 10 days. But yeah. his he he was having a fantastic year. And it's, he kind of like I know this doesn't go into all-star voting, but I think he, he really kind of sparked that Rangers team and rejuvenated them in, like, a weird sense. Like, they started wearing their pants all weird, like he wears them above the knee. Yeah. I think he's been a spark plug over there in Texas. But, yeah, he's got a 962 OPS right now with a uh, 294 batting average and uh, 15 home runs. Like, I think people will be surprised by him, but it's actually worth – it's earned. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's – I mean, it's it's kind of a if you follow baseball, you know who Hunter Pence is. So I guess there's there's some story there. Edwin um, could have beat him out, but Edwin wasn't even like voted or talked about. Yeah, Edwin Edwin got lost in the the, trade. the Seattle Yankees shuffle. Um, Yanks got lost in the shuffle a little bit, Jim. Um, your reserves in the AL: James McCann, Jose Abreu, Daniel Vogelbach, Tommy Listella. Matt Chapman, Frankie Lindor, Mookie Betts, Joey Gallo, Austin Meadows, Whit Merrifield, and J.D. Martinez. Yeah, um, so there's some problems here. Yeah. One is that every team needs a representative, so Daniel Vogelback got in Yeah. over people that are more deserving than him. Um, he's having a good year. He got 20 home runs, but he got in as a reserve for what position, right? First base? Yeah. They Yes. And I think I think Judge has played more games in right field than he's played at first base. He's played twenty six games at first base this season. His numbers are good, but but that that's a problem because every team needs a representative because like uh this is I'm biased the Yankee fan, but I think Voigt's numbers are better than him. No, Voigt, Voigt's one of the bigger names coming up on the snub list because he is, um, and that's that's part of the problem. I mean, the the AL basically invited three DHs um, with Pence, Martinez, and Vogelbach. Um, so that's and that's where it kind of does get not not scuzzy, but um, and people are there's a lot of numbers for Voigt over Abreu too. Um, and they they had McCann in there, so that's Void. Void is one of the bigger names on the snub list. Um, who else are guys talking about in the AL? Um, oh, Xander Bogarts and Glaber Torres. Um, I, I think I think that position ended up having a really good year, so it starts getting tight. Um, but that's where Whit Merrifield. He's the he's the Royals rep. He also plays some middle infield. Tommy Listella. Um, they kind of threw him a bone there. Um, so, yeah, th- those those are a couple of the bigger. The AL has a decent amount of snubs where the NL uh, doesn't really. I think they did something like the 19 of the top ele- 19 of the top 21 guys in war or F war or something like that in the NL are in. And then I think it's only 11 of 21 or something on the AL side. Mookie Betts doesn't deserve to be there, right? 
I I mean, yeah, it's um, it, it's he is kind of a a really good example of what uh. I I mean, are, is it an exhibition game or is it an All Star game? Because I I know Byron Buxton is having a huge year. Um, I, actually, the whole the whole Twins outfield um, had an argument to make Kepler, Eddie Rosario. Um, yeah, and then a, a lot of people. I, Austin Meadows, your guy, gets in Jim from the Rays, and Tommy Pham is having a better year than him. So people are starting to wonder if his. His all-star slander is coming back at him or what that was, but he's he's also on a snub list. Who's the other outfielders? Fam's an outfielder, right? Fam is an outfielder. He's not in. Yeah, yeah, left field. So I'm just trying to do a quick comparison. Mookie, Rosario, Buxton, Fam. Mookie got in, right? Mookie got in. Trying, trying to see. So... All three of those guys have higher OPSs. All three of those guys have higher OPS plus. Um, all th- uh, fam's got a higher on base percentage and a higher slugging. All three of those guys have a higher s- slugging than Mookie. Um, and all three of those guys have a higher batting average than Mookie. So I don't. Those are very simple measurements, but batting average, which I don't really care about, but it's there. Uh, on base percentage or slugging, OPS, OPS plus, all Tommy Fan, Rosario, and Buxton all ahead of Mookie this season. But Mookie's a known star who will bring in more fans and viewers that watch it. So, like you said, what is this? Is this a representative of the best players in the league right now uh, this season, or is it just like these are our stars? Yeah, and I. I mean, he's also he's coming off an MVP season, not just like he had a really good year. He had he was the MVP. So, yeah, he gets in there. And I mean, <laughs> Austin Meadows, they're saying, you know, Tommy Pham has been better than him. But Austin Meadows had a really hot start and was like a story of baseball in the month of April. And that essentially got him in over his teammate. So it's um, I, I don't know. And I, I think part of the problem is only. I, I mean, I don't want to say baseball purists get up in arms about it, but uh, I, I don't know. It's it's w- what is this? Is, if, if it's just a stars exhibition, then, yeah, do it in the middle of the season. Let's have fun and invite the most popular guys. Um, you're right. Having it tied to guys arbitration and contracts is bizarre. Um, Matt, I, I Matt don't know. has I'm, better I'm a- numbers than fam. Um, I think by some metrics, I think like F war and a lot of the, a lot of the numbers people like nowadays, um, fam, fam is, is equally as good. I, I think you could say they're a coin flip. No, doesn't fam have more home runs. The batting average is right there. One more home run, uh, batting average is less slugging is less. OPS is less. OPS plus is less. I think fam's a much better defender too. That might be it, but I think that's a toss up and whatever. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm a you know, players talk about rest and a break and stuff. I dude, move this till after the season and just own it because and, and do do real baseball after the season. I think people would love that shit. Yeah. Be cool. Um, but what about the yeah, N- what about the NL? The National League, your starters, Wilson Contreras, Freddie Freeman, Ketel Marte having a huge year, Nolan Arenado, Javi Baez at short, Yelich, Bellinger, and Ronald Acuna Jr. are your starters. 
Um, and again, I think they did pretty good. Um, uh, pe- people are pretty happy with the NL. Their reserves, the Yes Man, Yasmani Grandal, JT Real Mudo, Pete Alonzo, Josh Bell, Mike Muthakis, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rendon makes his first All-Star team finally. Good for him. Paul DeYoung, Trevor Story, Charlie Blackman, David Dahl, and Jeff McNeil. Yeah. In the end, I don't have as big as a problem with how they did this as I did initially, which it was I said the, like I got the primary a, thing threw you off. The primary thing where the pl- the fans vote for three and one of those is the starter. The results of those were pretty atrocious because yeah. the fans aren't in majority of fans aren't as informed enough to be voting for these things. But like in the end, Bell and Alonzo are the reserves, and that's the correct move. There are some things in the AL. Every team needing a representative is good for the sport of baseball. Yeah. So I, that's it's just a real big question of like, is this to promote the players having the best season? Or is this just like, let's promote baseball? Because if it's let's just promote baseball, then who cares what? Who cares if Mookie had a down three months compared to Buxton? Mookie's the bigger pull and the bigger draw than Buxton. So have Mookie in there. Uh and that's what they should do. Like, I'm in favor of that. But right now it affects guys' wallets. It affects Hall of all Fame voting. And that needs to get changed out and just say, this is an exhibition game where we want to see the biggest stars and the biggest names play. And I'm totally fine. I am actually think that's the better thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, uh, I, I think we're getting there. I think the next CBA, I wouldn't be shocked if they address that in, in the contracts and everything because, I mean... It's it's cool. I get you know players have bonuses and stuff tied to it, but at the end of the day, it shouldn't be tied to <laughs> your actual contract as a baseball player. Um, yeah, and I, I I know David Dahl snuck in from my rocks. A, a couple people were surprised about that. He's having a good year. There's there's a couple debates around that. Um, and then yeah, I think a couple of the pitchers we missed. Jose Barrios, uh, Oda Rizzi got in over him, and everyone's like, I think Barrios is better. Um, and John Means, our guy from the Orioles, made it, Jim. Who else does the Orioles have? That's it. He's their rep. Their representative is a relief pitcher? Actually, they turned him into, they changed him into a starting pitcher, right? Yeah. I don't hate it. I mean, he was from the one inning he saw <laughs> against good. us, he was fucking good. So. <laughs> He's good. No, he threw a lot against us. That was that early in the year series. He came out of the bullpen and he threw like ninety pitches, and we were like, "This this guy's kind of good." Yeah, this crazy, crazy left-handed changeup, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what it was. Um, All right, and uh, I, I Devers didn't make it either, and he's he's been raking. So I don't know. There's there's always going to be fringe guys. We might get a couple injuries. I'm sure we'll get a couple replacements. A couple of the pitchers, I think that takes care of itself because, like, the Dodgers had three starting pitchers make it, so I'm sure one of them is going to pitch close to the All-Star game and bow out. Um, but, like, yeah, the the big story from the NL was that Machado and Harper didn't make it. Whoa, that didn't even cross my mind. Yeah. Wow. They said they said Machado and Chris Bryant was basically a toss up. Jim, part of the problem is it's it's again it's viewed through different scopes. Like Machado's been so hot recently that like his numbers have just like equaled if not passed Bryant's, but it's all been within like the past like <laughs> week and a half, two weeks. 
Machado's um, hated too. I think more people hate Machado than like him after the World Series when he finally got put on the big stage. And like, and you, I mean, you, fan vote in San Diego. And yes, and he's not in a place that has a lot of baseball fans. So like, why he's never going to win a fan vote because the people that love baseball hate Machado and aren't going to vote for him. And the people that like the Padres aren't enough to sway a vote. So that's kind of a bummer. But also, I think Machado's bad for baseball, and I'm an old, I'm an old grumpy man, so get him out of here. Get him out. He's addicted to being this bad, bad guy. And it's like, you don't need to do that, I'm man. You're bad. so you're so good at baseball. I'm the bad guy. Yeah. He's, he's very good. Like, Machado's baseball play on the field would be one of the better players to show someone who, like, look at this play. And they'd be like, fuck, right. that's athletic. Like, that is insane. Don't look at his hair either. He Just don't look at his hair. Don't look at his hair and don't look at his body language at all. But just look at what he does with the ball and the bat, and that's impressive. It sucks because he's such a good tool Get to market the game, lawn. but also the worst. Yeah. Nah, he's, he's annoying. All right, we good? That's the halftime. We didn't talk about the home run derby. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow. Good stretching. How you doing over there? Shakes. Who's that? I'm good. What's you said? You said you were gonna get a halftime question from the from the chat there. Oh, the chat's been on it. Well, they've been moving. There was a bunch of questions at the beginning, um, but it's gonna be hard to find them. Someone asked like our ages. I'm Mm. 30. Jake's 29. For a couple more months. Someone someone DM me on Twitter yesterday and was like, "You guys should add like a your story to the website." And I was like, oh, "Probably not." We could. Someone asked me that. We They're can. like, "Hey, do you have a podcast episode where you talk about where you are and how you got to what you're doing?" And I was like, "I don't know. Maybe somewhere." <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Know. We've we've <laughs> rec- we've recorded 500 episodes minimum in hunt- the last six months. So, if you hunt around for it. Maybe there's some questions now. Uh, nah. There was some earlier, but all right. I forget, man. I need a coffee. I haven't had coffee yet today. Me either. Someone's asking. Oh, so breakdown stuff. Um, I just threw up Garden Hour. Garden. Higher. Higher. Yeah, I said that wrong. Jake Garden Hour's been ejected seven times this season. Which Love is, that. he's the league leader in ejections. He just doesn't want to watch the Tigers play anymore. He's getting ejected. Some of them are like for nothing. And it's really... The one I just posted today, the, the ump doesn't call strike three, and the next pitch is an RBI double, right? So on Gardenhire's way to take him out, he just like mutters to the ump not even looking his direction like that's on you you know yeah and the ump threw him out which like i get you're not allowed to argue balls and strikes right and he was but he's not 
that's what he said. I didn't. I didn't, that's exactly in the quote. It's if he hot, says that's on you, he's not arguing balls and strikes. He says like that was a strike. That's on you. So that would be balls and strikes. So in the in the video, it's hot mics. I didn't have to read lips. You can hear everything. And he's like, I didn't argue balls and strikes. I said that was on you, and that was fucking on you. That was a strike. And it's like, oh, <laughs> we're going in a blunder right now. Anyway, that's pretty funny because he's not like a hothead personality. So what I've learned is he is, Jake. Okay, but, interesting. But for you and I that have never had him as like we never look at his right. post games, watch him. He looks like a fun, fun garden, a hire. docile old man. Yes. And apparently he's not. Apparently he is constantly filled with rage and screaming and yelling Love and red-faced, which I didn't know. But he he managed in 2014, and then he didn't manage for like 15, 16, 17, I don't think. Came back last year and managed the Tigers. And I think he got thrown into a new world where you were allowed to mutter things. You were allowed to mutter a lot previously. Right. And now these young umps, bam, you just mutter balls and strikes. They're like, no, that's the rules, man. And I think he's just running into the buzzsaw of ejections. I like it. He better not pull up. That's my only That's my only concern. He better not take his foot off the gas. He's at seven right now. and his. I the, can't have him adapt. The most times he's ever been ejected in one season is eight, twice. So he's going to break his personal record. Yeah. and I mean, if he... If he doesn't get double digits, I'll be disappointed. And then the second, since I know all about this now, the second is Bell in, with the Reds. He's been ejected six times because he constantly has to defend Dietrich and Bowie. Right. It's the, the company you keep. <laughs> yeah. He just constantly has to get Puig and, P- and Dietrich's back. But I, I started Desolate. this. Do we have that on the Yankees once? I I feel like. There was someone, or I'm picturing someone, I'm picturing a manager specifically that was like, all right, I got to go out and defend this guy again. Maybe it wasn't the Yankees, but I, there's a very specific example of that, and I'm blanking on who it was. Ozzie Guillen and Pruszynski. Yeah, Jesus. Man, being an umpire going, never mind. That's, that's talking MLB. That's so anyway, talking baseball. There was a lot of ejections this last um weekend and uh we have some footage i'm gonna try and get him out as fast as i can i kind of took took the weekend lighter than usual because got relatives in but okay here's a question for halftime do you guys have a podcast very tricky situation this is a podcast that you're listening to majority of our listeners listen on the podcast app this is john boy and jake radio and then we have like 20 other podcasts Go to johnboymedia.com and you can see all the shows we have. Let's go into the weird news. It's a, ra- it's a radio podcast, YouTube. I read the it's news a big today, oh boy. And though the news was rather sad, well, I just had to laugh. Well, it's six o'clock. Time for the news. Tech savvy tot, I think we're talking about a baby, accidentally bought four hundred and thirty dollar bought a four hundred and thirty dollar couch with his mom's phone. A woman in Texas has been banned from Walmart after she allegedly ate half of a cake, then refused to pay for it. Another confiscated baggage story, Jake. This is like our fourth in the last two weeks. Giant African snails about the size of a human foot were found in luggage 
at the Atlanta airport, an American airport. An ancient palace was unearthed in Iraq after a drought dried up a reservoir. Hey, you know that reservoir? That's where the kings used to live. What? An Alabama funeral. Oh, the the dude who had the squirrel that he used to feed meth to, remember? He got away. He was on the yeah. lam. He got caught. Car chase. He got caught. He uh, had a... He had a, a tax squirrel that he would feed meth. The squirrel was named D's Nuts, and he protected his stash. That guy got caught. And Carrie Underwood is speechless after being gifted a sculpture of herself made entirely out of cheese. I read the news today, oh boy. Some weird news. Long weekend. We didn't do a show on Friday. So... Wait, hold on. Real quick, Jake. Someone in the chat keeps saying, talk about hockey, talk about hockey. Uh, Pavelski went to the stars. He's not on my Sharks anymore. Boom. Hockey talk's done. Jake? Hockey. We're running late, so what story do you want to hit? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if we want to save anything. I mean, I, we, we've got a follow-up story here. The, the meth squirrel, D's nuts, and his owner, Mickey um yeah if anyone mickey Polk. if anyone remembers uh another a buyer jake thinks he was not a buyer i think he was a drug buyer got set up got he got in trouble for being at the meth house when the cops arrived jake thinks that this this dude masterminded it and set that guy up we will now know the full story so i'll have to do another these nuts has been released you can't release a meth squirrel just into the wild these nuts has been released wow so there's just a squirrel on meth running around Alabama. Authorities say he couldn't be tested for meth and has been released. It's like, okay, who is running this? The cops? What do you mean he couldn't be tested for meth? I'm sure the squirrel could be tested for meth. Why could it? It sounds to me like the officers found a meth squirrel and threw it as far away from him as he could. Yeah, we couldn't test it because we didn't want to go near it. Yeah, we couldn't test it because it was a damn squirrel on meth. Yeah. Passed our eye test. It was good. It's good. <laughs> he's, he's got a what? He's got a family now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the snails, Jake. Right. Now, our long list. This has become a recurring theme on John Boy and Jake Radio that I didn't. We didn't plan for. We had. We had ants being taken onto a plane. Plane had to crash land, not crash land. Had to land because there was ants. Someone brought ants in their luggage. We had birds, finches, in hair rollers. Then we had yeah. turtles, which were with cocaine or heroin. Now we have. Then we then we had something else, right? Like whale vomit, but that wasn't on a plane. I think we had something else. But now we have giant African snails, the size of a human foot. So this is in Atlanta. Uh, this, this is in Atlanta. It's at Customs and Border Patrol doing their job. Uh, oh, this is funny. S- They're trying to act like the guy who had the foot-sized snails in his <laughs> in his luggage may not have known about them. They're like, whether he knew about them or not, these snails got into his bags one way or the other. Uh, what? They're size of a foot. I think they he knew they were in there. You think that like they're otherwise he's got a huge hole in his bag. Do you see the do you see the picture of the dogs that found him? Picture of what? There's like two cute security beagles that found them. 
Dogs? They're called they're called the Beagle Brigade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my There's a god. Picture. It's two like cute looking beagles that you're like, no way these guys are working security. And then the two big old snails. No way. Beagle they Brigade. Said Team Beagle Brigade, by the way. Um, they said these snails, man, um, they're a major threat to 500 types of plants, including including staples like peanuts, melons, and beans. Get these snails out of here. I want to, like, this tweet didn't get enough attention because we got two beagles. Why is there a lighter next to the snails? I think that's a pen to show how big they are. No, no, no. Oh, that top right pick. That is a lighter. I don't know. Maybe are they, they wanted the snails fire? to They're going to set the snails on fire? I don't know. I'm tweeting this out. Beagle Brigade doing big things. Yeah. Real proud of them. Like, what is the Beagle Brigade? It looks like usually the Beagle Brigade finds some food. Looks like someone was trying to bring corn through the airport, some lettuce. They're like, go crazy. They're like, oh, my God, the Beagles are really barking. What's that? They got a special snail bark. So is this guy in trouble? Also, I don't those, know. Those snails aren't the size of a foot. They're, there's a pen next to them. Well, actually... Yeah, they could be the size of a foot. I just put I mean, a pen next deep, to my they're, foot. They're a good size. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, so, okay, Jim, why is that corn and stuff in the picture? Was this the same confiscation, or was that just hanging around from an old confiscation? It's definitely confiscated corn and some fruit and stuff, because you can't bring that on a plane. And this flight was from Nigeria, and I don't know if this is, like, rude but that looks like um like that's bushel of like nuts or whatever that is that looks yeah. like from an another country you would like, I would just like someone this, from nigeria yeah. would try to bring that on a plane and they'd be like hey we can't do that i've got a picture of two beagles also known as the beagle brigade mm-hmm. two giant snails also known as uh those snails which are <laughs> which have been captured by the Beagle Brigade. So that all makes sense right now. The corn and nuts and barley or whatever's there, I'm assuming it's been lumped together because I think this was all part of the same confiscation. Yeah, or the Beagles are just proud of everything they con- confiscated. Oh, okay. This is like the Beagles' nest now. Do yeah. the Beagles get to keep the snails as pets? That's a good question. This is the Beagles' crush pot. Like this, this is fucking nice. what we took down tonight. You want to mess with us? Yeah. See those snails? Anyway, what other story do you want to hit before we do better of the day? This woman is banned from a Texas Walmart, which every time we hear a Walmart story, we think it's a sneaky ad for Walmart. And I right. do think that this... I haven't clicked the link. My gut says this is viral marketing from Walmart to let people know they have delicious ta- cakes. They don't Jim, care about... I, I pu- think we... Ha- I, I think we have to ignore it because it's a Walmart story and because you opened up with your big Carrie Underwood thing. And if the people don't get that, 
All right, yeah. So anyway, be significantly disappointed. Walmart doesn't care about their public image. Jake and I have long guessed every Walmart story you hear is just an ad for something they sell. Like women was drinking wine out of a Pringles can at Walmart. It's like, oh, they sell those at Walmart. This is they want you to go buy the cakes at Walmart. So yeah. it's it's fake. Yeah, Carrie Underwood. I, so I, I read this article. I was like, Carrie Underwood is speechless after being gifted a sculpture of herself. And I was like, okay, that's not that crazy. Made out of cheese. And it's like, yeah, yeah. That I'd be speechless too if someone presented me something made out of cheese. Have you seen it yet? No. They have a picture of it? Okay. Yeah. You, th- you think they were going to post an article about a Carrie Underwood block of cheese and not show it? Okay, I'm interested. I mean, it's checking all the American cheese bucket list stuff. It's from Wisconsin. It was a 40-pound block of cheese. Um, the only thing that's throwing me off is, oh, it's, uh, okay. It's So her tour is the Cry Pretty Tour. That's the name of it, apparently. Because I was going to say, it looks like she's crying, but it's because it's the Cry Pretty Tour. It's a good tour. I like that. Yeah. I don't know. It's not as crazy as I thought it was going to be. And this is just, uh, yeah, it looks like it was the... Yeah, I'll send you guys the it, Instagram so link if you want that. It's the arena it's, that hosts the Bucks. Where the Bucks play Marquette basketball, it's the new arena, the 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 Fisser Forum, if I'm saying that right, um, in Milwaukee. So yeah, this was just this was just Milwaukee and Wisconsin leaning in. You're coming to you're coming here, Carrie Underwood. What a forty pound block of cheese with your face carved into it. It's good. You like Carrie Underwood? Like I couldn't tell her you uh. A single one of her songs. Oh yeah, you could. Did she? Did she do the nails in the side of the car song? Is that Carrie? I'm gonna the Louisville Slugger. That one. The Louisville Slugger, the both headlights. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's Carrie. Her. Yep. Love Carrie. Yeah, she got one some of the better legs in Hollywood. Uh, she getting sued because she does the waiting all day for Sunday night right now. Sunday night football. And right. some no-name artist sued her and said she stole my song for her Sunday night song, which I don't think, like, Carrie Underwood writes. But can I have you be the judge? Can I have you the court of law? Sure. Okay, Jake is going to judge I'm... if Carrie Underwood stole this song. Because this is a real lawsuit right now that real jurors and judges have to agree on. Here's, the, here's right. some of the Sunday night football game on music. Kind of getting me excited for fall and football way too early. Everybody's ready for the party. Everywhere coast to coast. Come on, we're just getting started. Been waiting all day, let's go. The gang's all here for a throwdown. A rowdy crowd rocking the place. The fairs and a pack in a showdown. Fired up and ready to play. A game on. Hey, it's Sunday. 
All right, I think we get it, right? So game on, yeah. it's Sunday night. Now this lady, Heidi Merrill, is saying that she stole that song. So this is going to be a huge decision from you, Jake, to see what you think. Yeah. Here's Heidi Merrill. Okay, where do you stand? They're similar, sure. Yeah, I, I think, think Carrie stole country it. Country kind of sounds the same to me. Sounds the same? Yeah. Me too. I think Carrie for sure stole it. Damn. Damn, it's a tough break. That's why I'm not a Carrie Underwood fan. That's rude. You should be. I'm a big Beagle Brigade guy. Small town Don't girl. Don't room for both. Small town girl won Simon Cowell's heart from the start. One American oh. Idol. Went, Even worse. Went big dating a hockey player we're married to, I think. Like that better when it was called Kelly Clarkson, all right? Get this B squad trick out of here. They're both pretty good. But you were always a Ruben Stuttered guy anyway. I got said Kelly. I said Kelly. Kelly Pickler? Big Kelly Pickler fan? Get Kelly Pickler out of here. It's Kelly Clarkson and that's it. What's uh what's the song we opened the show with? Living in America? Yeah. Your favorite song? Oh, dude, why am I closing the show? I just saw the time. Yeah, you're being a you're being an absolute fool today. You got lost in some weird American Idol thing. Bet of the day, bet of the day. It is the bet of the day. And Jakey Jakey's coming off a winner. No show on Friday, but on Thursday, he said that the Tampa Bay Rays would not get swept by the Minnesota Twins. And he was correct, giving him a one-game winning streak. Me, myself, I'm on a five-game heater, five in a row, which makes up only slightly for my 20 million in a row wrong prior. Jake, your record currently is 55 and 63. What are you going with today? It's America. It's America week, July 4th. Started off right. Don't disappoint our forefathers with a shitty bet. Whew. That's they a didn't, lot of pressure. They didn't lose when they bet on themselves to take down Cornwallis and the Brits. That is a lot of pressure, Jim. Um Okay. America. Oh, I was. That was that was a close call, Jim. Um, let's start in an American place. An American woman. Jimmy, we're going down to Texas because it's America Week. Okay. The Rangers are hosting. The Angels tonight. Wow. Two teams that wear red sometimes. Mike Miner versus Jay Suarez. I'm not familiar with that gentleman. Jose Suarez. Cool. He got the call from AAA for the start, Jim. Oh, wow. 
Wow. So you're are you, so there's a rookie pitcher. See, that's always difficult because rookie pitchers a lot of times find fool's luck because no one knows how to attack them. So they get through the first nine easily because no one knows how to attack them. And then it's the next nine when you're like, did they figure it out? Is it easy? Or does this guy have the balls to switch it up on him again? Always an interesting predicament. I think rookie pitchers do better than you expect most times. But yeah, okay. I am taking Texas with the run line minus one and a half. Texas to win. Texas to win. You have no faith. You have no faith in Jose Suarez. This would be the Angels garbage team, correct. This would be his fifth start of the season. And he's got a 5.57 ERA. So no faith in that. Texas Rangers, Mike Miner. He's having a fantastic year. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think you're, you're, I think you got it right here, Jake. Mike Miner faced you six, big dad. Mike Miner has faced the Angels twice already this year, Jake. 15 innings pitched, one earned run. So. Because of the great research I just did. Jake is stupid, but he's smart. I am agreeing with you, Jake. Let's start this week off right. Both on the same page. We're taking down my brother-in-law's angels. Go the Rangers. We actually want the Rangers to start losing so Mike Miner can maybe get traded to us. But they're they're doing good. Mike Miner's looked really good. Like Mike Miner. Going for it. Mike Miner's been around the league for a while, Jake. They're this year's A's. That's interesting. The AL West always is weird. Like, Houston now has a stranglehold on it. But I feel like you can never predict what's going to happen in the AL West. Two through four could be anything any year. Yeah, right right now the Astros, they do have that. They didn't for a while while they were in the NL. But, yeah, like – A's, Mariners, Rangers, Angels, flip a coin every year. You never know. Anyway, Mike Miner's been really good. All right. I think that about ends this episode. I got to find that Living in America song. Jake, any last words? Living in America. Ooh. Yeah? That's all you got? All right, we'll be back tomorrow with another episode of John Boy and Jake Radio. No Yankees pregame show because there's no game. Thank you guys for everyone that uh, watched live on YouTube. We appreciate that. That's fun. Everyone on the podcast app, go leave her a five-star review. See ya.